Hello, and thank you for listening and hope you're doing well. I mentioned last week that my oldest was about to graduate from high school. Well, that happened today, and I couldn't be prouder, and he's glad that it's over with. Doesn't have to have anything more to do with that place. And what a busy day it has been. That happened, and I was incredibly flattered due to the fact that he asked me, and just me, to go to lunch with him immediately after the ceremony. And we had some really good and important father-son bonding time. I ended up taking a nap, crashing hard late this afternoon, and I have uh, just woken up from that, so I'm a little bit foggy. Yesterday, uh, me and a dear friend of mine traveled an hour and a half away to do Zumba for two hours, followed by a barbecue at her sister's place, and so I didn't get back here till relatively late yesterday. Woke up this morning to do Zumba again, had enough time to shower, get some clothes on, dressy clothes, and went to the house and saw my ex, my daughter, and uh, my son. We all went to graduation, and it was good to see my parents there, my ex-in-laws at the ceremony. My niece also graduated, and it was good to see my other niece, her sister. So it was a very good day and a beautiful day outside. I am thinking about milestones in my life as uh, he has reached one of his. And I started typing away yesterday morning uh, regarding milestones. I've been blessed with a very good memory. My intake of mind-enhancing chemicals during my youth was actually quite minimal, so most of my brain cells are intact. I tend to remember many of the important milestones of my life. I remember starting kindergarten. I was the youngest in my family and couldn't wait to go to school the same way my older sisters did. I remember the first time dunking my head underwater, riding a bike without training wheels, hitting a baseball, scoring a basket, and my first long-made putt in golf. And Alan, I have made a long putt before, and it was before the age of 30. As things relate to my romantic interest in others, I, I, relect, I also recollect quite a bit in the old romantic dating relationship stuff. I'm not going to go into detail on that, I, but I do remember, uh, I can pinpoint the first time I realized I liked girls. And from there, let's just say I remember all the rest that followed, the good, the bad, and all that wonderful and not-so-wonderful stuff. As things relate to, say, non-relationship, romantic aspects of my life well getting my driver's license was a huge milestone many of my friends passed their driving tests in the weeks and months before i did and i remember the feeling of just feeling left out like i was a bum asking for rides and also i didn't pass it on my first attempt i remember the feeling of uh, entertaining the possibility i would never get my license 
However, I passed it on my second attempt, and I just remember that feeling of relief and what a relief it was. I also remember many of my peers uh, being excited for me. It was such a good feeling. I mean, they cared. As mentioned, I discussed my high school graduation last week, along with moving off to college and two huge milestones back to back. I remember getting my first place to live. What a freaking dump that was. Earning my bachelor's degree was quite memorable. I finished my last final in the month of December, bought a six-pack of Rolling Rock, and watched the movie Scrooge. Yes, that movie, Christmas movie with Bill Murray with my roommates and friends. A few years went by before I experienced any true milestones worth mentioning. This was after I earned my bachelor's. Once that happened, they were truly memorable and joyful, joyfully life-changing. The first of these was getting married. A couple of years after that, our first child, and this was followed two short years later with our second. After I had kids, the milestones were not all about me. I remember the first time they walked, talked, rode a bicycle, swam, started school, uh, earned their driver's license. I have one left to go on that one. Their first job and now, you know, graduating high school. I guess I should prepare myself for the possibility of them getting married and me becoming a grandparent. So after becoming a grandparent, what is left for milestones for me? Retirement? I wonder how death plays into all this. If I were to mark a timeline of my life, I would add key people uh, in my life dying on this timeline. My grandfather on my mother's side was the first person close to me to die. I was 25 years old at the time and the year was 1996. From there, the remaining three of my grandparents passed within, within the following six years. I don't want to think of these as milestones. However, they are significant. Perhaps these events are markers that certainly create change in a person's life. Many of our loved ones will die before we do, and how do we learn to live in their absence? You know, this certainly contributes in defining who we are and who we are to become. If I ever get married again, ugh, heaven forbid, will this be considered a milestone? Our second, third, I don't know, fourth marriages considered milestones in an individual's life. I have been married once before, and I held it together for, or we held it together for 18 years. The vast majority of uh, these 18 years were good. I guess it begs the question of what would another long-term commitment really accomplish at this point in my life? Part of me believes I exhausted this part of myself that once truly, truly desired a long-term loving commitment. Another part of me believes I still really, really want this. At my age, I can, um, I can, I can ask, can, still pa can ha passion still happen? Is it possible to feel that type of passion you felt for someone else whom you 
kept it together with for so long. I believe in passionate long, or I once believed in passionate long-term commitments, and I certainly had one, but can it happen again? This kind of passion, you know, that passion that makes you feel you can't get enough of being with a specific person, and the physical intimacy is just nonstop. It's just seemingly nonstop. I mean, this is even after, like, the initial infatuation with someone uh, kind of uh, calms down some. I mean, can you hold some level of passion for multiple, multiple years again in your life when you're a Gen Xer past the age of 50 and have already had that experience once in your life? Perhaps the feelings of disappointment, anxiety regarding potential heartbreak and desire I have numbed myself to. Maybe I've just numbed myself to these feelings, the thought of potential heartbreak. Is it possible I have numbed myself to that type of feeling? I don't know. Maybe I've convinced myself that I've grown past all of it. Getting past all this and diving in potentially one more time is falling in love a second time later in life considered a milestone. I guess I'll have to find out when or if it happens. Is it a milestone if you fall in love later in life after a long-term relationship? I'm about to celebrate my seventh year without drinking alcohol. This is an accomplishment. I'll consider it a milestone when I hit 10 years. I smoked my last cigarette 21 years ago. I've never really considered celebrating smoking, uh, quitting smoking as any type of milestone. I never crave them anymore, and the thought of smoking one just nauseates me. The smell is just like, I can't believe I actually did that to myself. So I don't really think of, I don't really have any marker, milestone markers uh, for quitting smoking. I mean, when I hit 30 years, I am not going to consider that a milestone by any stretch of the imagination. I've never been one for winning awards and inviting praise for myself. I am fine giving it to other people, but I tend to like to go unnoticed most of the time. If other people can succeed with a little guidance from me, then I feel great. Super. Super. However, I never expect to get recognition for it, nor do I seek it. This being said, this being said, I do like a simple thank you in my direction. A simple thank you really does go a long way. Little tiny compliments every once in a while I do like. This podcast will hit 3,000 downloads after I publish this episode. I will take this as a, you know, one of those small milestones. I'll do the same when it hits 4,000. However, I wonder if I stop this podcast right here right now today if i would forget about these numbers i i really don't know the podcast is important to me and i have no plan to stop doing it anytime soon so we'll keep it going for a while if anything i'm kind of creating this uh, library 
that people can go go back to and edit heavily uh, once I am no longer around. If I ever lose a couple of marbles in my melon, followed by moving into a nursing facility, will this be a milestone? Hmm. I most likely will have to wear a diaper to bed. This is the point in my life where I will have gone full circle, born with a need to wear diapers and close to dying with the same reality. Is death a milestone? I mean, our own personal death? Yeah, maybe the accumulation of our life story is a milestone. So, in review, the milestones coming up for me in the remainder of my life appear to be my kids' marriages, becoming a grandparent, retiring, assisted living, and death. <laughs> Potential yet-to-be-determined milestones are falling deeply in love again in other things that are completely unknown. Perhaps there are milestones out there that I'm not acknowledging that you, dear listener, can point out. And also, I invite you, dear Gen X listeners, to share what events remaining in your life will be considered meeting milestones. Not gallstones. Gallstones. Getting gallstones. Well, I don't know. If you think getting a gallstones is a milestone, <laughs> see how I did that? Uh, please state so. Definitely. I'll switch gears a little bit here. Uh, I've mentioned before, I'm on a couple of dating sites. I have pretty much given up on truly connecting with anyone online. And this is for many, many different reasons. The main one being I have a lot of life distractions and most people I message live far away. What I have been doing is responding to prof profiles simply to see if I get a response back. Uh, it's fun to just kind of read other people's profiles and just every once in a while pick up on something that they have written and, you know, mention it. Uh, mention something about themselves in my response and see if they respond back. It is not only a strange form of validation for me to get a, a response back, it helps me channel my charm and it also hones my writing skills. I have noticed most individuals will not respond if you just put down, good day, how are you, beautiful weather we're having, any plans for your weekend? People aren't going to respond to that. I mean, understandably so. But they are more apt to respond when they know you actually took the time to read their profile. This is a message I sent to a woman who claimed in her profile she doesn't like to talk about herself. So I wrote, I have found what I, I have found, this is, the, okay, I'm going to start over. Here we go. Jeez, stumbling over myself. I should edit this out, but now I'll just start over. Here we go. I have found that I really like listening to others, and I really notice when people don't ask questions about me while in conversation. You say you don't like talking about yourself, and I am the same way. Though, and I put this in parentheses. Though I do have a podcast where I do talk about myself, but that's the only place. 
It makes me wonder what would happen if two people got together who didn't like talking about themselves. Hmm, would it simply be silent? And, if so, would that be okay? She didn't respond, which is okay. I sent this in response to a career woman who is too busy for a long-distance relationship. Yes, indeed. We all have families, homes, and careers. Fuel prices being really high is also a downer. Long-distance relationships under these circumstances would certainly add stress to the mix. Makes me wonder, how far is too far? Some say within 30 miles. But what if I live 32.5 miles away? Hmm. Questions to ponder indeed. Someday, maybe there will be a hovercraft where I can go to a place 60 miles away in a matter of minutes. Will we ever be able to teleport like on Star Trek? Seems risky. I wouldn't be the first to volunteer to teleport. Anyway, be well as I like reading your profile, and we are all doing the best we can. She didn't respond back to either. Maybe this was due to the fact that there was a typo in my original message to her. It was a pretty obvious one, too, that I'm not going to repeat here. One woman I messaged who lives relatively close to me did respond back. She drives a Harley, is into fishing and hunting, and is also 10 years younger than I am. This is what I wrote. Well, we have nothing in common. I do not ride a Harley, nor do I fish or hunt. She also liked the beach as well. The beach is okay on occasion. I'm also 10 years older, and though I am not completely opposed to the prospect, I would likely look pretty silly riding on the back of your motorcycle. I do like your smile. Her response was, thank you and have a wonderful day, which is fine, which is fine. Um, and when they respond back, I... In these situations, I typically don't write anything else. I just let it go. In another one, I laid on the charm and noticed how I noticed I, when I went back, I noticed that I had a really, really bad typo. But uh, she was the grammatically forgiving type and did respond back. My message was, so there was this thing with distance and fuel prices. I don't use my private jet as often, and it is getting really expensive to gas up my Porsche. What I can do is admire a beautiful soul from afar and wish a lady from Fishkill a splendid day. By the way, she's not from Fishkill, so for the sake of this podcast, I wanted to give a different town name. Uh, The town of Fishkill does exist. It's in New York, and I've actually passed through there and stopped at a rest stop on my way back from Florida one time. She responded with, so true, thank you. You have a wonderful day as well, which is nice. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to know that I wrote something that was touching enough for them to respond back. It is. It's a weird source of validation. And I didn't respond back to her. Um, I didn't respond back to this person either because distance is an issue. And my private jet right now is in the shop getting fixed. And I mentioned the fuel uh, fuel prices for jets right now is just outrageous, outrageous, outrageous.
and I have to factor in my trips to Milan and all that. <laughs> anyway, and again, I always appreciate the listens and responses from all of you. Uh, if you want to watch a movie that Sandy and I are going to review in a couple weeks, that movie is 3 O'Clock High. It's an 80s comedy, kind of on the darkish side of things. I don't know if dark's quite the word, but it's a... It's. I always liked it. The critics didn't like it. I've seen it a couple times. I think. believe the last time I saw it was maybe 25, 26 years ago, and I liked it then. I'm going to watch it again, see if it stands the test of time. Sandy's never seen it, so I'll, I always love her take on movies. She really, really, really looks at details and cinematography and all that, where... I just act kind of goofy in those and stumble over my words. And you know how it goes if you listen to our movie reviews before. But anyway, 3 o'clock high. If you can watch it in the next couple of weeks, super. Um, I'll be posting that immediately immediately after we record it. I'll likely do another solo show next week. And after that, I'm going to do a string, starting with the Sandy Movie Review Show. I'd like to do a string of shows where I co-host again and have fun with my friends doing reviews. Uh, maybe do a radio, fireside radio-style show with Stout again, um, just to mix things up a little bit. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I love you all. And until next time, be well.